This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a visit with former Iowa State golfer Nate McCoy, one of the top players in Cyclone history and without question the top amateur golfer in Iowa. In fact, this past summer, Nate won all four of the state's major events. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with former Iowa State All-American Nate McCoy. Well, Nate, for the second straight year, you were named the top amateur player in the state of Iowa, and there's a lot of good players in the state. What does that mean to you to know that you were named the best? Yeah, it means a lot. I uh, put a lot of work in, and uh, you know, a lot of that preparation really kind of, I, I always kind of go back to my time here at Iowa State and think about you know, the way I used to prepare here and, and kind of enter events mentally. And I think that the stuff I learned here, basically, I've kind of kept trying to, to do now and, and to know that that preparation is still kind of working and that, that plan that I put forth back here, you know, is kind of still translating to today. So I was very relieved to have it over with. It's a lot of golf, but it was definitely a nice uh, accomplishment to, to have. Another great accomplishment for you this past summer was you're the first player in the state's history to win the four majors, the Iowa Golf Association. Iowa Amateur, the Iowa Match Play, the Iowa Mid-Am, and the Herman Sani. To be able to raise your game, to be able to beat the state's best on that consistent of a basis, had to be a really special summer for you. Yeah, it was. my goal was obviously to, to play well and all and, and to hopefully win them all. Uh, you know, and I kind of set high goals just because I want to want to play well. But, you know, as I kept going and, and kind of kept winning some of these events, uh, you know, I had a lot of people kind of mention to me the potential to do something that hasn't been done, you know, is, is possible now. And so I, going into my last couple of events, I had maybe a little bit of extra pressure just because I, I did want to accomplish that. But whether or not I actually did or not, it was still a, just a great, great time to play. And we have so many good people in Iowa to, to spend the summer with. So it's, it's, uh, Thankfully, I still have a few more years left to, to still try to do it again, but but it, uh, it was a lot of fun. Which one was the hardest one to win? You know, I think the state amateur was probably our hardest. I actually had to go up against uh, Nate Vance, who's a current player here in, in the final round. I mean, I, there was other players, obviously, in the field, like Dennis Bull and Connor Peck and John Brown, and a lot of those guys that I've played against for a long time. But Nate really, uh, you know he's got a lot of horsepower and, and uh very good player and, and somebody who I think a lot of as a person. So I, you know, that was tough. I, I recently told some people that my preparation before that going into that round, that final round, I was maybe not hitting it as well and I wasn't putting it as well. And I felt like my whole world was kind of just kind of closing in on me as I was getting ready to tee off. And, and when that usually happens, that generally means, a, you know, you're not going to maybe play as well because you're just kind of letting sure. tension and fear and all this other stuff kind of creep in. And so fortunately, I had a friend that kind of woke me up a little bit before the round and, you know, gave me some words of encouragement and kind of fired me up so I think that was kind of the difference for me that day but I, I really think that looking at all the events going up against Nate was a was a tough one you mentioned playing against Nate and, and really coming down to you two at the end and I imagine as you play throughout the state you're oftentimes coming up against other former Cyclones is it kind of cool to know that this fraternity is close and is it fun when you get matched up with another former Cyclone? It is. I mean, when I was little, I actually started coming to, to Iowa State Golf Camp when I was 11 years old and I used to print off everybody's player profile and, you know, I knew all their stats and guys that came before me were, were my heroes. And so, I mean, I would do stuff like 
there was a guy named Kevin Oswald who who played. Uh, gosh, it would have been the early early two thousands, and you know I used to roll my sleeves up like him, or or you know Tyler Swanson. You know I saw him hit a couple shots, teeing the ball up like on a pencil, just because he wanted to hit it high. And so I you know I would do all this type of stuff that these guys would do, and kind of studying the history and being a avid his, historian for for golf. You know I love love learning different things, and guys like Jason Knudsen and who recently got in the Hall of Fame are, are people that I always looked up to, and and so if you do get paired with them it's it's a really good opportunity to learn but reminisce a little bit about the good old days when we were playing banker and Coldwater and harvester they're all good guys and and i think that's something that i really didn't value until i got older and realized like now that we're all you know dads and have jobs and stuff it's kind of cool to to look back at those days and just kind of think of what went on and all that so it's 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 fun though Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. You actually work for the Iowa Golf Association. How much of a challenge is it to kind of juggle that work and play very competitive golf at the same time? Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, I love love working at the Iowa Golf Association. I started there, I think, in 2017, and uh, you know, in the summers, I'm I'm pretty busy. We're, we run a lot of our state championships. Thankfully, I'm fortunate enough to be able to play a lot of them as well. My job is actually in uh, handicapping and course rating, so I'm pretty busy. Obviously in the summer, but more so even in the spring and fall when I'm doing uh, ratings for the handicap system, and so that trade-off kind of allows me to compete a little bit more. But it is tough, you know, with, with two kids at home and then a job during the day. I'm only maybe getting out a couple of times a week to hit balls and chip and putt. You know, it's difficult, but uh, it's like everybody else that has a job, I guess. So we're all kind of living the amateur life, I guess, and just trying to be be successful at, at all of them, I guess, is, is the goal. Tell me about that position, handicapping and course rating, because I, I would think that would require a great knowledge of the game, first of all, but also math and science or whatever to try to understand angles and things like that. Uh, tell me about the challenges of that job. Yeah, so it's funny. I never would have thought that I would be doing a job that involves numbers. Math was probably my least favorite subject and probably the most difficult subject. But when you put it into golf, it's a little easier. And, and so the way the rating system works is you're you're really doing a lot of measuring. You're kind of trying to think as a golfer and, and you know, you're evaluating different obstacles on the golf course and measuring green sizes, fairway widths, bunker depths, density of trees, playability from certain spots. You have uh, overall length, which makes up about 90% of the rating. And the last 10% is kind of what we go do on the golf course and, and when we do all of our measuring. And it's a really cool process. But yeah, it's it's funny how uh, how you end up places where you don't really expect. And, and it's fun. It's it's different. It's There's not a lot of people that actually do it. And so it's kind of a unique thing to be in in, in the golf world. Not everybody plays all the time. You know, there are other jobs. So it's, it is kind of fun to help the, the golf community in that way. I mean, you've obviously been around the game. You know, your whole life, your dad, Mike, one of the great golfers ever from the state of Iowa. Tell me about the influence that he had in your career. And did you kind of look up to him and want to do what he was doing? Yeah, he was probably my biggest influence. Got me started when I was really young. And looking back, I mean, I don't know if I would have even have been even interested in playing tournaments per se if it wasn't for him kind of taking me around the state and giving me the opportunity to, to caddy for him and then and just kind of see his the way he kind of carries himself out there and plays and and competes and and so I did learn a lot from him and and it's nice to have somebody like that in your life that that does push you at, at times when you need it and uh, understands when you go through difficult times what it's like and and generally he's he was more so that the father that maybe didn't always put your put his hand around your back and you know pat you on the back and say you know you'll be okay it was more of like you know you better go figure this out or you're going to be selling insurance you know <laughs> and so I think I needed that because there were some tough times that I wanted to just to 
you know, take a week off or, or skip a tournament. Not that I ever did, but, you know, I was really wanting to do that sometimes when, when times got tough or when I got tired and, and he kind of made me pushing myself a little bit more and breaking through some barriers that I needed to break through. And then, and then, uh, you know, things get a little easier. And then the next time you get faced with stuff like that, you can handle it a little bit better. So, so I owe a lot to him and kind of making me the, the mentally tough player that, that I kind of believe I am, I guess. Awesome recognition for your dad. He's the U.S. captain for the 2023 Walker Cup. What have your conversations been like with him surrounding that? That was a goal of his, I think. After he played in his first Walker Cup, he always wanted to captain a team if he was ever fortunate enough to be able to do so. And, and we've talked a little bit recently. And I mean, he's thrilled with the opportunity to, to coach the United States in this this match. And they got him traveling around the country a lot. He's, he's doing a lot of speaking engagements and he's observing a lot of golf and and trying to get a good feel of the personalities of the players that he's potentially going to have on his team and trying to figure out who meshes well with who and, and all this. And he, you know, it's a two day event and, you know, they basically give you a year and a half, two years of preparation for it. So he's very uh, engaged in it. And I think it's a lifelong accomplishment for him. I'm very excited for him and, and I'm looking forward to, to going over to Scotland where it's it's actually going to be played at the, the home of golf in St. Andrews. Yeah. So it's pretty exci- <laughs> pretty exciting for him. Speaking of neat opportunities that your relationship with your dad has brought for you, you caddied for him at the Masters one year after you were done playing at Iowa State. Take me back to that experience. Is it a goal of yours someday to get an opportunity to play in the Masters? So the way he qualified was by winning the 2013 U.S. Mid-Amateur, which is a, an event for amateur golfers that are 25 years and older. So basically they exclude all the college players and makes it a little easier for guys that have jobs to, to compete. But they, uh, but yeah, that's how he got in, and I had the opportunity to caddy for him, and it was a thrill. I I had never been to Augusta before that, and unreal experience. I, I call it Disney World for adults. It, it was unbelievable. And, and, you know, we had a few practice rounds with Zach, um, Zach Johnson, and uh, Justin Rose, and we played with Larry Mize and Brendan Grace and a few of these guys that, you know, we were on the range with, you know, everybody, and you're getting to see these guys up close. And, and seeing them during a major week was, was interesting, too, because they're a little quieter. They're not as talkative, so you kind of – you get a real sense of just the stature of this event. But yeah, we had a blast. Um, I think I was probably just as nervous as him, not necessarily for him, but I was nervous to not make a mistake as a caddy. There, you know, there, there's rules officials there that are overseeing about everything you're doing and, and members that are out there, you know, in their green jackets, making sure you're not doing anything you're not supposed to be doing. And I got in trouble once for, for running. I did, I kind of forgot that you can't run out there. And I was trying to catch up. I was a little behind and had a couple of Augusta members, you know, hop out from the ropes and tell me to slow down. And, and uh, you know, and I'm raking a bunker and, and on, I think it was the, the seventh green. And um, the rest of the guys had walked on and and we're going to 8T and I'm back there raking a bunker and I'm looking behind me and Adam Scott and uh, his caddy, Steve Williams, who used to caddy for Tiger, were back there and, and I see Steve Williams back there and his hands are on his hips and he's just waiting for me. And, and I've never been so uh, so nervous in my life. And and then knowing that you have a huge crowd around there too that are that want to see is you know they want to see Adam Scott hit a shot and I'm holding him up. So so that was a it was a, a great experience and I I'd love to be able to to do the same thing one day. I'd have to most likely win a USGA championship as as an amateur if I stay amateur and, and that's obviously going to be a goal. I'm kind of working towards. I guess my next step is to get more comfortable playing USGA championships and also, you know, trying to compete at the, at that level. Um, just got to get out there a little bit more and do it. So my dad's played, I think 65 of them and I've played maybe four or five. So it's, I'm a little behind. <laughs> <laughs> You'll catch up. Take me back to your uh, high school days at Dowling and 
your decision to go to Iowa State. What was it that drew you to Iowa State? Yeah, well, I think it started for me going to all the golf camps I went to, starting at 11 years old, and I, I basically went all the way until I was, a, I think it was my junior to senior year, I was a counselor, so I, I was a camper and a counselor, and for 10 years, I think I, I was involved, and that, that was where I first loved Iowa State. I really didn't know much about Iowa State as an 11-year-old. When I came and, and got to know the coach, the, the players, I got to see the campus. You know, we went bowling at the, the MU. We walked around campus. We went to the swimming pool at uh, Bayer. And, uh, yeah, just you get the whole experience, and it was just a, um, a blast. You know, you're having, you know, breakfast and lunch sometimes in the dorms. And, and, so, and you're staying in the dorms. I mean, really, the whole experience, I think it was the best recruiting tool ever because you, you feel like you're living like a college student. And, you, and you're only doing all the fun stuff. You know, you're not right. doing the school. <laughs> so you get uh, you really get into it. And that was where it started. But, you know, by the time I got to Dowling and was getting recruited, I, I was pretty set in Iowa State. But I did open up the door to, to looking at some other, other schools and went down and actually visited the University of Arizona. And uh, during my recruiting visit down there, I coached at the time was uh, – kind of bad mouth in Iowa, bad mouth in the state, and maybe even in Iowa State a little bit, and, and saying, you know, they're not going to do anything. You know, Iowa State's not going to do anything, and you shouldn't go there type thing. And I immediately knew at that moment that's where I wanted to go is Iowa State, because I, I'm proud of Iowa. I'm proud of the state. I love Iowa State. And uh, so hearing somebody say that, you know, that school's not going to do anything, and, and a northern school is not going to do anything, that, that really motivated me to to want to go prove them wrong. So I, that's right when I knew I was going to go to Iowa State. I actually am friends with that that golf coach still. He actually took me on a and a few other guys to a, an event in Australia my senior year. And, and he, you know, he brought it up to me that I'm the only northern guy to ever turn down Arizona. So it was just kind of a funny deal how it, how it ended up. But, I, yeah, I knew that was the moment that I was going to come here. Amazing how often that backfires. And you actually did prove them wrong because uh, your senior year, you guys made the NCAA regional for the first time in 13 years. That had to be, I mean, individual accomplishments in golf are fun and, and nice, but to have a great team accomplishment like that had to be really special. Yeah, I, I remember when I qualified as an individual to the NCAA championship, and I and my team wasn't coming with me, and I told those guys, I said, I would have traded anything. I would have traded that for sure to have those guys with me. We became pretty close that year. It was kind of a new team. We were pretty young. I mean, I was a senior. Scott was a freshman. Sam was a freshman. Duncan was, I think he maybe was a sophomore. But we, we were young. We were young. And, uh, yeah, I would have. Loved to gone with those guys. They were they were a blast. Looking back, it's some days it seems like it was yesterday, and then like now it seems like ah oh, man, it's kind of a long t- has been a long time ago. Expertly crafted and incredibly comfortable, authentic brand selection of premium Cyclone apparel is my game day gear of choice. Make it yours too, and shop authentic-brand.com or find it in retailers near you. You did earn All-American honors and, and qualify for the NCAA championships as a senior. I imagine that. In the moment, that had to feel kind of surreal. And now as you kind of reflect back on it and think back on that experience, how special was that in your to kind of cap your college career? Yeah, it, it was pretty pretty neat. I, I remember back at that time, my world was kind of just rapidly getting faster and faster. Everything was getting quicker. I was, you know, I was getting ready to get married, getting ready to graduate. I had gone to Canadian Tour Q School somehow in between there and qualified for the Canadian Tour as an amateur. So I had to, you know, kind of wait until NCAAs were done so I could then turn pro. And so there's a lot of things kind of happening at that time. And But it was. I look back and I wish I could have enjoyed it a little bit more. I still remember it like yesterday. I mean, I still remember being at Riviera, being with Coach Tank, and, and actually Mike Green came down as well. And, yeah, we just had a blast. You know, we were just 
there having fun and but Ben Hogan, you know, obviously spent a lot of time there and the history there was, was, uh, was pretty, pretty cool. Um, yeah, Bill Murray actually came and spoke at a dinner and, uh, I spent a little time actually talking to Bill Murray and, and realized we had some, some mutual friends here in Iowa. So that was kind of neat. Yeah. Really great experience and kind of would love to, love to have a chance to go back and maybe replay it a little bit. Cause I, I felt like I left a few out there, but that's, that's okay. Well, you must have hit some good shots because uh, there, there were some pretty good players out there at that NCAA championship. Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth. You beat Spieth and you tied Kepka. Does anybody ever bring that up to you, that, <laughs> those results? You know, you know Mike's, Mike's, Mike's the one that brings it up the most. Uh, it's funny. I, you know, when you're playing, you obviously know some of those guys are going to be really good and they're going to go on to tour and be, be yeah. successful and and. Yeah, you kind of get to know who's going to be those guys early on. There's just some, like Patrick Reed, I, I played a little bit with, and I just knew, like, the guy had it. You know, there's other guys that have made it that you never would have expected, and, you know, it's it's kind of neat. I have Harold Varner was another friend of mine that I played a lot with back in the day, and, and a guy that, you know, you just you just never know. He's kind of one of those guys that you just didn't know, and then he's out there, and he's, he's doing really well, and kind of a cool deal looking back and, and seeing how many guys that have been on tour or played on tour from that NCAA tournament and I mean there's a lot and it kind of makes you wonder like oh what happened to me but life kind of gets in the way with some stuff and you just uh I, I'm obviously very happy where I'm at and uh, I'm sure those guys uh, have bad days too maybe at work but it's uh it's fun to watch them I'm I'm very uh, happy to to follow along and see see their progress and stay in touch with a few of them but the longer the years go on uh, the less you want to bother them and you know they got their own own families and lives now so on Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. You did have success as a professional and you won tournaments and you made the decision to try to regain your amateur status. Tell me what went into that. At that time, I, I had had a, our first, my, my wife and I had our first child and, uh, you know, I wanted to try it at least one more year. Um, to see what it was like if I could make it work with a, with a child at home. And I got about halfway in and I just knew that I kind of told myself, I said, you know, if I made it, I don't think I'd be any happier at all because I'd be gone more and I'd be uh, on the road more. And I really didn't want that. So I, I uh, made the decision kind of a, very quickly. I, I was in Florida and I think I'd finished third or fourth in a little mini tour event. And, you know, I was playing good and got back to my dad's uh, apartment down there. And I was with my brother and I just said, you know what, I think I'm done. And uh, he's, he thought I was crazy. And I, I just kind of made the, you know, made the call right there. I didn't even talk to my wife. I just, I knew it. I just kind of knew it wasn't, it wasn't uh, what I wanted to do anymore. And so I called up uh, my executive director now at the Iowa Golf Association. And I, uh, asked him if he had any internships available or anything available. I basically were located. Their office is located in Ankeny, which is where I, which is where I live. And so it actually worked out. He had open, he had an opening and, and, uh, said I could definitely uh, intern for that next year. So I did. And, um, you know, found a landing spot. Now I've been here since 2017 and, and it's been good, but I, the process is actually interesting. You, uh, you basically just fill out a form online. You pay a couple hundred bucks, list every event you played in as a pro and how much money you made in each event. And which was actually very difficult because I didn't track a lot of that, you know, after each year, you know, after you made, got your check, you're like, all right, like, uh, forget about it. And, and so it took a while to actually go and figure out what I made. And, and when I submitted my form, uh, the USGA got back to me and they said, Hey, we actually found like another, like 
40,000 that you didn't account for. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, geez, if I would have, you know, I'm like looking at how much I made. I'm like, boy, if I actually would have actually you know, had all that. I might have still been playing, but it's funny. A lot of it gets take, you know, taxes and everything. Just, you know, when I was in Canada, you'd get taxed in Canada and I think the United States as well, depending on how much you made. And it always looked better on paper than what it actually was. So, uh, but yeah, I had a good laugh about that. And then they gave me a date. They didn't assign you a date for when you're supposed to get it back. And I had to sit out what was supposed to be a year and a half. They counted the first those six months that I entered with the Iowa Golf Association as my first six months. So basically gave me another year. And as soon as I got my status back, I entered a tournament and got right back to it. I, I was kind of itching to play again. What do you enjoy about competing as an amateur? You know, I think it's just the the friendships. Everybody's trying to get better and everybody's playing for the love of the game. You're not really playing for a paycheck. You're just playing playing because you want to compete. You want to try to win. I think you lose a little bit of that as a pro. You're, you're concerned more about making cuts and making money and, and paying your bills. And, and amateur golf is just, you're just playing because you want to you want to go beat the other guy, and, and after you're done, you're best friends with everybody, and you just want to go back to whatever you were doing before and, and, and move on. So it's a – you know, pro golf's just a – it's a challenge uh, mentally, and, and uh, not that it's a, a bad thing. I loved it, but it, um, it's, it's nice, to, nice to be on this side of, side of the fence. It's tough with the family, I'm sure. You mentioned your wife, Ashley, who played soccer at Iowa State. I'm assuming that Iowa State athletics still plays a really big role in your life. Yeah, she's probably even a bigger fan than I am. She loves it. So, uh, And my daughter actually just started coming to soccer camps oh, up here, and she's only six. So it's pretty cool. We're, we're kind of carrying on a theme there. But, um, yeah, she's a huge fan, loves, loves everything about Iowa State. And, and uh, we actually have our names carved into a little tree out near the Campanile that we did when I was in school here. And we went back and we found it. And so it's still there. So there's some cool stuff like that that we have uh, some connections with, um, you know, personally here that we just – yeah, we just love. So it's a great, great place and really still feels like home to me um, when I come back. You've got to be proud of the way the program has carried on since you've graduated. And Coach Tank's done such, such a nice job with the, the program and the facilities and everything. It's just uh, it's really become something special. here. Oh, yeah. I, I think they got the facility that they have currently, uh, I think, the year after I left. And, man, it's unbelievable. It's It's got to be, if not the best in the country, it's got to be number two if it's not the best. So it's it's pretty amazing what they have. And Coach Tank's one of the most professional people I know. He does things the right way, and, and uh, he's easy to get behind. So I think they're in a good good place. They have somebody that's going to push these guys to make them better people and better players. And I think when they all leave, I mean, there's not a single guy that I've met from that program since I've left that comes out, you know, not a better person. And I think that's sometimes almost more important. So I'm, I'm uh, yeah, a very big fan of, of the team and, and uh, I think what they're doing is, is great. So I follow along pretty closely with, with those guys and I get a you know, see a lot of them in the summer when they come play our events, and, and so it's uh, it's fun. I, I'm a big, big fan. Well, Nate, thanks so much for taking some time today. It was really fun to catch up with you and uh, continued success to you. Thank you, John. Yeah, it was great to be here with you. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.